0: this episode of please blow my mind is brought to you by our new podcast sponsor yeah we've got a podcast sponsor my life is maybe it's peaked anyway floatculture.co.nz is proudly sponsoring my podcast please blow my mind why is float culture blowing my mind because they're there to blow your mind. They have float tanks. Do you know what a float tank is? It's basically like floating on a cloud in space, reconnecting with your mind, doing meditation the easy way, okay? No kind of mantras and, you know, whatever you do when you think you're meditating, Go to Float Culture, they guide you through the whole process. You float in salt water, it's awesome, it's beautiful, the lights go down and you are ready to turn everything off. Reconnect with yourself, with Float Culture. Here's what you should do. Jump on the website, floatculture.co.nz, check it out, book yourself in for a float, or give them a call, and they will tell you exactly what to do. If you're unsure, even if you are sure, jump on floatculture.co.nz and go and have a float. Yes, awesome to have a good Sponsor on the podcast. That's the cool thing about podcasting. This episode is also brought to you by my Give a Little page. If you go on Give a Little and search Podcast Caravan Studio, you will find this guy raising money to build a podcast caravan studio that I can take on the road. The plan is to take the podcast out of my laundry and onto the road. I want to go visit heaps of people and talk. Why do I want to do that? Well, look. There's multi, there's multiple reasons. One of those reasons is we are being forced to come up with what team we were on, what with what team we are on. It feels like in society today, you you have to pick a team, and I don't want to choose a team. I'm not informed enough to choose a team. My team is me and my family, and that's my small team. But we all have to contribute to society as well. So, which parts do we contribute? You know. So, the idea for me is to build and help my worldview, and I, I really am stoked you're coming along on the journey with me. Is to talk to a thousand people from varied backgrounds, different lives, different perspectives, and to gain a kind of a worldview which is like what's the through lines, where do we match, where don't we, and ultimately have a better outcome for us. Yeah that would be how i pitch it so i'm building this caravan to help me do that i've got i think last time i checked 8 or 9 donators i'm calling them the mind blowers club if you want to join the mind blowers club ah uh, yeah jump on the give a little page and have a look if you you know you don't have to donate with money you can donate by sharing or you know helping helping kind of connect me up with interesting people who may be able to help so there we go good stuff happening on the podcast and the reason you're here is for the best stuff which is the conversation i'm about to have with this week's guest dr lance o'sullivan former new zealander of the year and all-round good guy I really do believe that, I hung out with him, I went to his house and we sat down and talked, Lance hasn't done a podcast before so I was wondering what he thought about it you know, because normally when we see uh, someone like Lance, they're in the media, they do like their two minute soundbite on the news and that's it, but this was a long form conversation where we just you know interweaved with stories and thoughts and I loved it. It was just so awesome to sit down and talk about, you know, all of the craziness around us. You know, we spend a lot of time talking about life and why we do what we do. And, you know, I, I, I never know if I freak the guests out by kind of going, you know, real deep, but, but I don't care because I want to go deep. You know, it's like we don't go deep enough and there's no harm in going deep. If anything, it just gives us things to think about while we go floating, boom actually no you're not supposed to do that Uh, apparently you don't think when you float you're supposed to just chill and be one with yourself okay team that's enough rambling from me let's get into the conversation with Dr Lance O'Sullivan I want to lastly thank everyone for joining me on this podcast honestly it's super cool it's super awesome to know that you're coming along for this journey. And, you know, I do feel like there's a connection. Even if you're doing your dishes when you're listening to this, uh, we're connected, all right? And that's the cool thing about the internet. Okay, team, enjoy the chat, and we'll catch you next time. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. And boom, the doctor's in the house. Well, actually, I'm in the doctor's house. Lance, how are you? I'm good, thanks, brother. How are you? I'm good. Have you done a podcast inside where you live before? Is this new?
1: Bro, I've never done a podcast before.
0: (laughs) Boom. There you go, traditional media. I've got your scoop, you know. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, look, people... Uh, out there in the world of the internet, Mm. they either know you or they don't, or they'll Mm. go and Google you. That's an interesting thing. Have you Mm. Googled yourself?
1: (laughs) I have, actually. Does that sound vain?
0: (laughs) No. It sounds like uh, damage control. You want to make sure what's been said about you.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, actually. You know, um, someone the other day said to me uh, that my Wikipedia page has been (laughs) updated to reflect the fact that I've moved to Auckland, and I said... (laughs) How the hell has that happened? I only moved to Auckland a few weeks ago <laughs> and someone out there cares more about my movements than I
0: do. Dude, you just explain the internet. It's all of these people who care about each other virtually. Mm. It's like, and I wonder if we are coming into this world now where people, I mean, kids already probably feel more comfortable uh, virtually than in real life, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about it when... I met my wife for example, you had to go through the awkward times of do they like me, do they don't, you'd use like the dance floor to try and show off some of your moves and now it's just, it seems like it's all based on your looks or how many followers you got and you just swipe left or right, it's kind of freaky eh, because I guess part of the thing about raising these kids and you don't know what they're going to be like until you're probably gone and they inherit the world.
1: Bro, I think what that would have, that means is that you and I would have had far more girlfriends if there was the technology and this virtual world around that um, didn't exist when we were there. And uh, because of all our bad dance moves, you know, we were left on our own at the end of the night a lot of the times.
0: More times than not. But, you know, the first time I wasn't left alone, I married that lady. Boom, that's and, awesome. And uh, we're still together. I was that's saying it. to you when I got here, like part of my life goal is to see if I can stay married forever. And Mm. I'm not trying to say that you need to be married or that's the way, Mm. even though I kind of, I guess I deep down believe, you know, being with someone for a long time means sacrifice and it means working it out. And I just get it. There's lots of people who don't. That's not the story for them. Mm. But for me, I was like, you know, because I think in this world, and it would be interesting to know what you think, Uh, we kind of get into the zone of we have to save the planet, Mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of thought to myself, what about just worrying about me, not in a mean way, Mm -hmm. just like you become the best you can be and Mm -hmm. then if you're onto it enough, go help someone, maybe Mm -hmm. mentor someone or, Mm -hmm. you know, raise your kids to be better than just polite people. Maybe they can go out and, you know, give back to the community like we did in the old days. You know what I mean?
1: Look, it's a really good point and I guess you're talking to someone who's, um, maybe come at it from a different angle, which is you know how do you solve the world, Yeah. save the world, solve the world's problems, but you know there's always that tension mm. of what are you leaving behind, what are you not yeah. you know attending to, mm. which is your own backyard. And yeah. look, um, you know I'm I'm a I'm a guy who's uh, guilty of some of that. You know, like I've I've got ambitions and an aspiration to sort of. Solve some of the big issues of the world, and and then sometimes you can actually look over your shoulder and go, "Hey, look, I've forgotten a few Mm. things." And um, you know, your approach, you know, you know, which is to say, "Hey, look, um, the first thing I need to do is get some really basic essentials in my life nailed." uh, It's not a bad one. I mean, and it's really interesting because we're talking a lot about telling people to be a little bit more selfless and think Mm. of others before themselves. You know, but what you're saying is maybe we should reflect on the fact that sometimes it's important to get our yeah. own stuff locked down. You know.
0: Well, I was thinking about it the other day when I was looking at someone on Facebook had said something about something, and it got I got triggered. Mm. You know, I was thinking, man, that 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 ain't cool, and I should jump mm. on there and tell them that that ain't cool. Mm. And what happened was I started thinking, well, what's the best scenario? Maybe that person gets bummed out. I'll never meet them, or maybe I mm. will never see them, or maybe I will. But I started thinking, what could what else could I be doing that could actually be using this time better? Mm. And I looked outside, and my garden was, you know, we, weeds growing Overgrown, over. Overgrown, yeah. And I was like, why am I trying to save the world if I can't even weed the effing garden? <laughs> so that's what I did. You know, I went outside, and I weeded this thing, and I felt really good. And my wife came out. She's like, oh, you didn't say you were going to do that. And I was like, yeah, you know, I just wanted to do us a solid. and. You know, we had some good times later because she must have thought I was, a, you know, um, awesome. a, a real man. Yeah. And um, why am I admitting this on the podcast? Anyway, <laughs> uh, keep it authentic. But, you know, it was like this idea of um, trying to just work out how to be the best version of yourself. And. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really interesting. I wonder if um, my my gut feeling is lots of people are thinking this way. You know, they're thinking, uh-huh. where do I fit in the world? It uh-huh. seems we're all connected now, uh-huh. so you have the opportunity to see someone else's life and think it's really amazing, and uh-huh. and, and uh-huh. to and to want to want to emulate or be part of that. Uh-huh. I mean, do you spend much time on social media?
1: Look, I, I don't really. Yeah, um,
0: which is a, probably a good thing.
1: It is a good thing, and then then also there's a thing, uh, a thought, a feeling in me that I, I could do more because right. I also know the extreme power of it in yeah. terms of getting messages out there, mm. connecting to people. Yes, not so much that though for me it's more about I'd love to have a message that I could get out to hundreds, if not thousands, of people. And yeah. no, this is a really good example. Mm. While I was keen to do this tonight. Um, so, you know, I would like to do more, but I also realize that sometimes it sucks you into a bit of a hole there. You know, just going back to what you're saying, Will, around the, uh, your decision to go and weed the gardens, which actually pr- um, provided quite a, a, a beneficial outcome for you more yeah. than just a, a clean garden. Word up. And so, all the, all the boys out there, fellas, get out there, man. Get out, weed your you're, garden. Green fingered. <laughs> the, um, the thing is, you're, um, it shows a bit of insight, right, to be able to go. What do I do here? I've got. I'm, po- I'm. I'm. faced with an option of getting on and giving someone a hard time for mm. some ridiculous comment they made. You know, clearly they're disillusioned or uh, uh, uninformed, and they need to be educated or dug out and weed the garden. And, and you know, it's really interesting because I don't believe everyone has that level of insight. <laughs> to be honest, right,
0: right. Well, and you know, I I spend a bit of time trying to work out. What's going on, and mm. just in general, and I think that's where this podcast comes from because I'm my only solution to myself was go and speak to a lot of people. Then, mm-hmm. if you're trying to work out what the deal is for you know, why we're we here and what does it mean to be a human, and are we just meat sacks or is there something deeper, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, mm. well. I don't think I'll ever self-realize it. I think you actually got to get out there, Hmm. you know, do the work in terms of um, things you enjoy. So for example, I don't really like reading. For some reason that doesn't gel with me. But I enjoy hanging out with people, you know. So I can go out there and like, um, I guess the goal is, talk to a thousand people mm-hmm. and then make your decision on what you think the world means you know yep. you probably still won't find the answer but at least you would have connected with a thousand people you know yeah have you i mean do you ever think about like why why we are yeah, we'll put a full stop there why yep. are we yeah so
1: just following on from one point you made, I hardly ever read too, True. and it's interesting because I went through a six-year medical degree, <laughs> and uh, and so people are out there are probably going, well, I ain't going to see that too, <laughs> yeah. but um, it's I have to force myself to read, you know, which is interesting because you come across some um, educated people, and they're readers, right? Yeah. And they're um, people that will say, oh, I read five books over the holidays, yeah. and I'm like, my God, I haven't read five books in the last ten years, <laughs> and um, so yeah, it's interesting because it's not to say that I'm, say, my level of intelligence and knowledge is any less. But I guess you know, uh, different people are wired differently, right? Yeah. So I mean, uh, I can't actually sit down and read a, a book, yeah. and um, it's not relaxing for me. Uh, whereas some people find it a relaxation. Mm. Um, I certainly feel I like can get my knowledge base up to that which would be you know equivalent to others and, and equitable to others but yeah. just interesting now so going back to your your on question was you know why are we mm. you know, you know um, do I often yeah I have a position on that which is guided by a few sort of sort of high, um, I guess higher power type, you know, you know, I'm not talking purely religious, Mm. probably a mix of spirituality and what would, from a Maori worldview, you know, talk about wairua Mm. um, you know, and some people talk about fate and, and, uh, so I, it's really, it's for me, it's a very comforting, um, platform to fall back on, which Mm. is, uh, there is a reason why I am doing what I'm doing, um, you know, and it's perhaps, you know, uh, a mission yeah. that has been ingrained or planted, a uh, seed being planted um, by before I was sort of born type thing. And mm. then, you know, the my experiences every day shape the why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I say to, I, I do a lot of talking to young people when, you know, having a reason for why you do what you do, mm. and it's got to be more than just making money and having a nice house and car, is enriches your life. Yeah. And I like to think that the mission that I've undertaken or been bestowed upon me is uh it really enriches my life and makes it um some gives gives it purpose. Yeah. Yeah,
0: man. I just think that's really that's a super interesting thing because what you're kind of explaining I don't think can be found in a book. Well, maybe it can be, but I kinda think about it like it's more of a feeling, Mm. you know? And In this world where we're digitizing everything and an algorithm that yep. you know can analyse us better than we can and a Wikipedia page that can update itself mm-hmm. even if mm-hmm. you don't know how, yep. it's like where does the feeling come into it, you know? Yep. Where where do you process this world of um, I don't know why I don't like that, and I'm mm. gonna go on a jersey, uh, you know, like a journey and find out. You know, it just it starts to hurt my brain because I understand why people don't think about this stuff mm. because it 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 could be it could be yeah really deep or it might not be, but then yep. it must be because why else would we even be able to have this moment now? You know, yep. if we're just drones yep. to you know eat and have sex and try and create offspring, yep. surely would do that. Uh, differently you know we wouldn't Mm. have invented a podcast or Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so no it's pretty maybe I should study philosophy instead of doing a (laughs) podcast. eh?
1: Well I mean that's this is probably the future of uh, how philosophy is going to be taught there brother is um, through that you know through discussions like this (laughs) a thousand conversations and you've got a degree in philosophy brother.
0: Dude. Bachelor of philosophy. There you go there you go. How's that? Well cool Um, um, thank you for that I mean the thing is that I think about philosophy is If if it really requires you to go and study for six years, Mm. is it really useful? I guess Mm. what I mean by that, imagine if you had to study for six years to have a child Mm. and then you came out and you knew all the rules and regulations and why they do this and Mm. do that. It's like you do something with a person and this person is born Mm. and instantly you know what to do, you know? Mm, I would say most of the time people know what to do Mm. even this idea of love you know it's just this connection with that being Mm. you know and there's no there's no or well, there are books, but you know, mm. I've, I've had never heard anyone said they're awesome. Mm. You know, it's like you just find your way through you, yep. you know, and, and everything's inbuilt. There's this cry mechanism mm. that tells you they're hungry because mm. they can't talk. Mm. They uh, can't even hold up their neck. So you've got to hold them carefully mm. and slowly over time they develop into this person who can hold their neck and get teeth and eat. Mm. You know, it's like mm. that seems way more complicated than philosophy but way easier to understand
1: well it's true and um, <laughs> I'd like to say that it works uh, it works well every time um, yep. ie you know you get a crash course on how to love and care for yep. a, a dependent yep. child so in this case and and it works and obviously it doesn't always mm. um, so there yep. is uh, yep. you know you, you could even account counter to that is that there's been a, a a bit of an education that should have happened over those years before you become that parent yep. which allows you to be Um, that nurturing, loving, and caring, and uh, I guess, um, aware parent that you know there's certain things a child needs because of uh, their behavior, their Mm -hmm. um, their activity. Um, and I guess that's what we call uh, the parenting of that of you, Mm. you know, that's that whole. Preparation for parenthood is basically your parents caring for you, and I guess uh, the challenge there is that doesn't always happen. Yep, yep, and uh, so we do get some very, you know, woefully and underprepared and Mm. inadequate parents that are are coming into this world, uh, bringing children into this world. True, Um, and I would actually say sometimes I'd actually wish that we had uh, the same. Level of scrutiny around what it would take to be a parent that we do for what it takes to drive a car, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And the interesting thing that just happened is that I was speaking to you from coming from a loving family. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wasn't wow. able to position myself until you framed it that way, right? So, yep. in saying the way you did, maybe there should be a six-year degree on it. You know, I'm just saying hypothetically, like, wow. and and so you're saying philosophy is important. So mm. why isn't parenting put up mm. to that top level? That yep. This is the most important thing we will ever do. You know, yep.
1: man. Uh, I mean, we have um, numeracy, literacy as measures of academic success that mm. we we have a state-funded education system on. Uh, that you know um, is based on and you know why wouldn't we have some measure that say that you're going to be a good person yep. in this society and a good and a good parent if you decide to go down that route um, you know personally I'd like to see a society that um, values compassion mm. uh, values uh, sincerity yep. and uh, generosity as equally as important as numeracy and literacy dude
0: hey I and, and again, are we talking about numeracy and that can be measured? Yeah. Can compassion? And how do you measure that? Yeah. And how do yep. you quantify that? And so when the rule makers come along and say you need to have A, B, and C to be a functioning member, mm. I hope they're… Uh, you know I hope they're thinking of those things mm. or or maybe they're not and it's never been their job it's our job to to you know uh, lead by example and mm. maybe that's how people pick it up mm. I guess the one thing Lance that life is not is uh is easy and it's mm. not it's not not complicated like that's the mm. thing that I keep coming back to in this podcast is we've started and we're into sixteen minutes and mm-hmm. it's like. We've already established that this thing that we live is just really it. it can be framed up as the most amazing thing, mm. but also as this kind of like you know pit yep. where people fall in. And I think lots of people live those two mm-hmm. lives. Eh.
1: Mm-hmm. I um I have a favorite sort of video. Um, it was uh, JFK was giving a, a talk at Rice University. I think 1962, and uh, and he goes. You know, people, we don't do these things because they're easy. We do these things because they're hard. Mm. And what he was saying was about, (coughs) excuse me, he was talking about their desire to take, put a man on the moon. Mm. And you know, I was saying, look, we're not. He was saying, we don't. We're not choosing this because it's an easy thing to do. That anyone around the world can do. It any nation, any um, any country, any organization with um, you know uh, a few people and an idea. We're, doing, we're choosing to do this thing because it's the hardest yeah. thing uh, on the planet at the moment. Yeah. And um, and I, I often use that quote. You know, we the things I do and the things that some people who I work with do, they're, they're hard. But it's those hard things that are important. Yeah. And life is hard. Yeah, man. And, um, and actually, you know, I, I would probably be the first to admit that if life was cruisy, I'd be... Uh, unchallenged and be thinking about hey, where's the where's the excitement and the opportunity to value something yeah
0: and you know it's how do you see that how do you see that when it happens so for example you know and this is something i don 't really share often but I mm. feel like in our chat and maybe with the audience and, and viewers that are watching and listeners um, it's it's worthy of sharing intimate moments but we had a we had a baby who was born with you know quite severe um, Muscle issues and, and didn't survive mm. And I, th- I sat there and I thought You know, what the heck mm. You know, this thing is hard enough as it is mm. And now I've got to carry that mm. And and I sometimes think today It is about carrying that, you mm. know and, and that, you know I, I just, I couldn't get my head around um, uh, Why, if there's a divine plan mm. That would happen And, you know, I still can't but i'm prepared to say uh, i will i will carry that you know i will Mm. carry that um memory i will carry that burden and Mm. that will guide me on well i thought about it like this there is no worse thing so my parents can pass away someone can pass away there's no harder thing than a baby passing away Mm. and it's like i got dealt a, a really tough blow but also um the other side of that is You know I I worked through it Partner and I worked through it And we came out With this kind of Galvanized look uh, You know Look on life Mm. A we're gonna Bond together Over that Hardship Mm. And two It's like Well that's hell man Mm. You know That's as deep and dark As it goes Mm. Hey team Um, And and you know Nothing Mm. can break you then And I started Mm. thinking about it Well That's actually a pretty cool plan Mm. It's just you know It should have been me Not the baby You know
1: yeah, look, um, you know it's uh, seen as we, you know sharing. We uh, three years ago we had a, a child who was diagnosed with a progressive neuromuscular condition. Um, our youngest child, and his name's Lance, and you know it's, there's no cure for it, right? And and that's a really that was a really hard uh, diagnosis to yeah. handle, right? And you know this year he's you know he's. Quite dependent on a power wheelchair, we're having, yeah. you know, bathroom modifications, and you know he needs help to go to the toilet and drink, get dressed. Now, you know, three years ago, I was like, "What? Um, why would this happen?" Yeah, I'm a, I'm a person whose job and passion and life is to serve and heal, yeah. and and my my absolute sort of desire was to help people mm. who are ill. Mm. And to have um, this diagnosis, I felt really ripped off, right? I was like, um, you know, this is unfair. I have, um, what have I done to deserve this? Mm. What, have our, what has our done, our, the, his, his older siblings? And, and um, you know, one thing, I mean, there's, you know, it's taken, it actually takes quite a lot just to get through this. And yeah. um, you know, I wouldn't say we're out of it, but um, out of the woods, but, one thing that someone said to me that sort of sat with me and gave me some comfort, which was, you know, um you know that the this this child was brought into a family who was f- deemed capable enough to care right. for yeah. this child's needs. Mm-hmm. Um they it may not be every family that could have yeah. coped with that. And um, you know, it gives you some level of comfort to think there may be a divine Plan that uh, whilst it doesn't sit comfortably with us and it's not pleasant, um, it gives you a it gives you some comfort yeah. that maybe this is a, there was a purpose behind this because otherwise there's a great sense of hopelessness and yes. a great sense of futility. yeah and um, and sometimes all you need is a, a spirit of bloomin' of hope or, or
0: reason, yeah, yeah, and also to to understand that we're not the only ones going through, you know, really Mm. challenging moments and and maybe this is the whole reason why, you know, people bag the internet and all that stuff. But, you know, what I think what we've done is we've just Mm. we've just um Shared the burden a little bit, you know, yep. that, and and invited other people to say, "Look, you're not alone in your own struggles, mm. whether mm. they be uh, physically, mentally, whatever. Mm. Um, that's just this really difficult, extremely hard life that, mm. for some reason, still feels amazing, even though you've. Mm. It's always a Wesley Snipes and Blade. Remember that old school movie? Blade? Yeah, I remember that. He's like uh, some mother always trying to ice skate uphill and it's like (laughs) it seems like we're ice skating uphill yeah but hopefully that's cool because you know we can turn around and come down really quickly all right we're going to take a a quick little break here um happy to announce that we're doing a deal on the podcast with uh, float culture so it's float tanks and i'm gonna try and get lance along again yeah um you know you should get free tickets and we all should get free tickets to this float thing because uh i've only tried it once but it's like an hour of um being in the dark floating on water and just trying to tell yourself to relax you're in a safe place and your mind takes over it's some really weird freaky stuff but uh, kind of practical way of of i guess meditating or you know forcing the brain to to take some time out because we're so busy i looked at your calendar thing before <laughs> dude you're busy okay so enjoy the little advert and we'll see you in just a second we think life is about having the latest phone. Hello? Self-driving car, a fat-free, care-free, think-free living, trying to explain the complexity of the world in about 140 characters. Guess what, what, what? Life is way deeper than that. To understand what we need as humans and how deep the human hole goes, we need to look inwards. We need to look at floating as a way to cut everything out, turn off the machine and be with nothing. That's better. Now let's start this baby on engines. Three, two, one, up and away! You see, life is busy, but floating gives us a superpowered, hypercharged connection with our mind that can relieve stress by simply doing nothing. If you want to explore your mind and the float culture of New Zealand, then jump onto floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. That's floatculture.co.nz. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. To- so, Lance, you're saying uh, yep. that you've actually floated before.
1: I have floated, bro, and I'm not talking with anything <laughs> illegal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I had this opportunity to go to the float uh, tanks and here in Eden, Mount yep. Eden. Yep. And a friend of mine said, "Have you done meditation before?" I said, "Oh, yeah, I've tried to do that, mm. and it's like I'm just my mind's too busy." Oh, you know, I can if I hear one little thing like a bird squeak <laughs> outside, or a bit of or wind rustle some leaves, and my I'm, my attention's gone. Mm. And so I said, "Oh, I've tried mindfulness, and I realise the importance of it, but I'm just I just can't get it." Oh, yeah. And they said, "Look, you got to try this float." So I said, "Oh, okay, I'll give it a whirl." What do you do? You know, it's like the the Dead Sea, right? And yeah. you can, um, you know, it's got a high salt concentration. You float there, and all your senses are blocked off. And so I went and had to go about a month ago. And it's funny enough that you know this is this podcast is sponsored by by Float Culture. Float Culture, yeah. And uh, and I went I went there for an hour, and I was like, man, that was amazing because you know my my ears were um, I couldn't hear anything because it was underwater, mm. uh, but I was floating there, so I felt this sort of sensation of being completely relaxed. Yep. And all I could think about, because all I could hear in my ears, it was in my, my head, was my breathing. True. And so it? everyone's trying to teach you about mindfulness is about being present at the mm. moment and concentrating on your breathing. I'm like, well, it just doesn't happen because I'm always distracted. Yeah. Mm. So for an hour, I was like, I can, for the first time ever, I could actually focus on my breathing. Damn. And so I um, spent an hour there and I got out and had a really good chat to a guy who's running the show. And, uh, He's a psychology major and gave me some real good advice on um, some of the programs they run is down it there.
0: Sam, does that ring a bell? I think Sam, yeah, yeah it sounds yeah. good. He's coming on the podcast,
1: is he? Well, yeah. look, he's the man, people. <laughs> and uh, look, I have never been a, like, I say, a sort of a, a good student at that. Uh, discipline of, mm. of being present and mindfulness, but I believe yeah something like that would help someone like me.
0: Yeah, well, Float culture. I think uh, it's clear. Uh, Dr. Lance Sullivan should get a gold card, and he gets to go for free whenever he wants, just an hour a day. It would make you just a, it makes us all a better person.
1: Well, I could wait till I'm sixty five and get a gold card, but I'd you know prefer one you know twenty years earlier. So yeah, big ups.
0: <laughs> Do you think you'll work after sixty five?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. so
0: too, and I think um, most people. Uh, well, you know, it's like if I think of my old man, he couldn't wait to finish work, mm. you know, because his his deal was you go to work, mm. and doesn't matter if you like it or not. It was like a sacrifice, say eh, for your mm. family. And then mm. I always say to him, I say, you know, thank you for giving me the feeling that I didn't have to be forced into something. Yeah. Like I really didn't find my passion until after thirty. Mm. Like how spoiled is that, you mm. know? And mm. it's good. and how much input to this fat lazy kid, and then all of a sudden he comes good. It's Like, you know, and and now I can do stuff like this. And so I don't know. It's again, you know, you talk about this idea of um, having an easy run versus having a tough run. And I guess something I wanted to bring up with you is a lot of the people I speak to, they've had a tough run Mm. and they use that as their superpower, Mm -hmm. almost like... Superman or Batman Mm -hmm. They have horrible starts If you've ever critically Mm -hmm. Thought about Superman Mm -hmm. Planet blows up Mm -hmm. his family's dead Mm -hmm. Comes to a strange planet Where they never embrace him Teased all the way Through school You know uh, Very relatable To some people's lives Mm -hmm. And for some reason He picks up that burden And says I will still In the name of whatever Hope Mm -hmm. Go out there And do my thing Same Mm -hmm. with Batman You know the, Mm -hmm. The family's killed in front of his eyes and he's traumatised forever so he spends the rest of his life trying to make sure it doesn't happen to others Mm. so you know the question is where do i fit this is not just about me i guess i'm speaking as a in a general term yeah it seems like we don't want people to have a hard run but if you don't have a hard run you can't learn the lesson yep
1: yep (laughs) so i'm sure there is some um Sort of valuable uh, insights mm. from those fictitious superhero yep. character yep. comic book heroes mm. that you've talked about. Will, there, um, which is uh, you know, it's probably formed and based on the fact that you know this is true. The mm. fact that uh, the belief, I guess, that you know, people who have come through some challenging times and adversity uh, are going to have some resilience and yeah. some some some, I guess, a rod. Put down through the backbone that yep. gives them, you know, that that mental toughness mm. to, I guess, uh, you know, overcome some of the challenges that do come, you know, um, further in their life, but also appreciate what they've got. Yeah. And I look, I've um, I've come into contact with a lot of people uh, through my job as a doctor, and a lot of them have told me their problems and their past problems, and you know, sometimes I'm in awe at how 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 well people have done despite yep. such significant adversity and challenges in their life. And then I look at, you know, some people who are, okay, you would you would say they've just sort of run of the mill. They've got a job working mm-hmm. Monday to Friday eight to five, maybe blue collar, maybe in a mill or, um, you know, a workshop somewhere. But when I think about um, where they've come from, I go, man, that's incredible. And do you know what? if you'd had just one or two less challenges in your life you'd probably be a CEO of a multinational executive uh, all corporate you know mm. and it's sort of like um, you know sometimes it, you know it's the challenges just caps people's potential like yeah. it means that they'll just have one or two or three challenges too many Yeah. Uh, others it actually it makes them sharp and makes mm. makes them what they are as a success um, and I um yeah i mean i'm quite i'm always quite inspired by people that have come from those backgrounds well
0: that's that hope thing again right Mm. it's like by you know there's something in when you hear someone's story that you wonder to yourself how would i cope with that Mm. but when Mm. you see them coping with it it's like that is hope you know and 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 maybe that would be a good bit of research to do which is like how many people have horrible starts and come Mm. good Mm. And that's how you can quantify this idea. Well, maybe that is what um, spiritual is, or mm. it's just everything seems to be seems to be every word now because we live in this twenty four hour cycle of content and YouTube and TV and radio. It's like every word mm. is owned by something, eh? Like yep. I was talking to someone about Trump the other day, yep. and it's like you can't even say that name. Mm. We couldn't sit here and talk about, uh, oh, you know, let's say hypothetically. Oh, he's not every bone in his body is evil, but you say that and he was like yes it is. He's the right. next Hitler. Right, you know, right, and right. it's like when did it become taboo to say anything or you talk about um you know, I got to be careful here cuz I start going on, but it's like this idea of, you know, genders, you know, yep. male and female and and yep. and it seems to be there's no there's nothing to grab on. It's how you feel personally. Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't know what I think. I think that's fine. If you want to do what you want to do, cool. Mm-hmm. But what do you say when you come back to that person and say, you can't say that. You mm. can't talk that way. Mm. It's it's racist to even talk about something or it's misogynist to, you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Mm. So, yeah, man, I think it's just really complicated mm. again and, and trying to work out. You know, if I uh, um, kind of look at you and me and some of the other people that I have spent time with, I think – we're we're hopefully good examples of what a modern man is you know um willing to 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 still go out and 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 earn a living to do something that helps uh, our family Mm -hmm. um but but i don't know if that's what society wants you know i don't know if it needs it sometimes feels like uh men just get in the way you know but I don't know. I'm not saying anything. I'm just kind of, <laughs> I, I'm just gently feeling my way through this. Yeah. Because even feeling your way through it, yeah. which I believe you have to talk it out, yeah. um, can give you a position, you know? Because what I'm yeah. saying is you talk about men and us as men. Oh, you guys are a group of men. Yeah. So that means you're against us. No, 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 no. I'm not uh. against anyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I'm quite a, I'm I'm a father of five mm. boys and two girls, married for the last 25 years, and I've I've valued the role or or the the clear uh, delineation mm. of roles within the family. I mean, and you know, I'd be accused of um, you know stereotyping or sen- mm. you know tracking my kids down one route um, or another, um, but you know, like it's it's been important for for me that. Uh, you know, I provide for my yeah. my family and protect my family. Um, my wife is very good at nurturing and caring for our family and raising our children. Yeah. Um, and I've I've had pretty clear expectations of my boys. They do the lawns and they look after things around the house. And um, you know, and, yeah. and and the girls um, help their mother out. And look, I'll I'll, I'll get slammed for saying yeah, this, yeah. but I mean, like, I was just trying to simplify our our family. To be honest, I mean, we've got. It was important that we had, um, for me at least, that um, I could I could uh, pass on to the children sort of my expectations of how they might contribute to our mm. the whole sum of. Our family, which was you know, meant to be a whole well-oiled functioning
0: unit. Yeah. Well, I tell you one thing I like is that if someone was to say isolate that clip and put it online, you know, yeah, yeah. they can still go back back and watch this whole thing. Yes. And context matters. Yes. You know. And we've also prefaced it by saying we're just having a conversation. Yeah. And and also we're not drawing any lines. In fact, I'm trying to erode some of those hard lines in terms of. You know, you believe this and you think that. Mm. My current kind of thinking on everything is I think there is, like we said, something mm. more. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying I'm Christian, <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? It's mm. just mm. I, I, I'll i sit in the middle happily until I speak to my thousand people mm. and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Ooh, yeah, no, it's interesting because eh? you kind of forget that we're being recorded and, and look, but I hope yeah. that's the tension that uh, others yeah. out there listening and watching yeah. that they should be thinking too, right? Like,
1: well, look, uh, the other thing is I… I don't think we should uh, entertain a world where we stop thinking about or saying what mm. we're thinking or discussing. I mean, this is a conversation, right? I mean, it's mm. not an This is not an answer. No, uh, this is a conversation where people are sharing different views. And you know, if I if I had this conversation a thousand times, um, it might shape my view or someone else's. And that's yeah. the purpose of this. And. And we should be encouraging people to have conversations. I mean, not, you know, without the fear of of, of a record of this, um, you know, counting against us mm. to wanting to continue that conversation. I mean, one thing that would, um, a caveat to that would be, you know, things that are clearly, um, you know, hate filled and, mm. and, and looking at creating division. Um, I don't think anything uh, I would, I, I tend to think what I say is not. Not of that nature.
0: Yeah. No, and if you believe it as I think it's, then you are adding things in that you need to add in. You know, you're saying two guys, all right, they've mentioned mm. gender, they've mentioned uh, roles in the family, you know, that ticks all the boxes. But at the same time, um, you know, long game. See mm. if we're talking this way in five years and it's like, well, maybe they're just people who are trying to work it out, which mm. in the end is what we all are Mm. we're all just people trying to work it out uh you know talking about like not being scared to say stuff um because i'm i am scared to say stuff you know i i have not been outspoken in my life maybe Mm. it comes from having a very nice upbringing Mm -hmm. of people who loved me and i Mm -hmm. take i don't take it for granted i know i'm lucky i'm one of the lucky ones but uh you know, I haven't got up there maybe when I should and, and said something. But I remember a while ago, like, remember there was that um, whole thing where you got up in front of that movie theater? The vaccination, like, what, anti-vax, yeah. Like, did that take some courage, man? Were you mm. freaked out about that? Or mm. maybe you could just kind of give us a bit of a recap on, oh, that, on the scenario. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, and it's um, it's interesting. I guess your, your initial point was, do we discourage people from... Speaking up Mm -hmm. when uh, they have a a thought that um, you know is welling up inside them, saying, "Look, this doesn't sit right with my 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 values." And and even the flip side to like my comment earlier, which is, "Hey, look, I feel I should be comfortable enough to be able to share Mm -hmm. some things about how I might live my life that doesn't tend to. It's not intended to." Uh, diminish or, or harm other people but you know like so that particular night, fateful night, it was a cold night like this and probably mid mid um, middle, of the, middle of the year uh, and I'd heard that this, this lady was coming to our township and to promote an anti-va- anti-vaccination movie uh, knowing full well that only a few months earlier we'd been trying to save the life of a mm. child who was harmed by um, a vaccine preventable disease and almost died and that these communities that I lived and worked in were very sensitive and vulnerable to the misinformation yeah. that was being peddled by these particular groups, uh, you know, it was, you know, I went along with a view to sort of absolutely challenging this mm. this person and this organisation was there. And uh, I guess what actually happened was I, I was getting quite emotionally, quite enraged about the fact that this was, was happening and... Um, you know, I started off with sort of what was meant to be a sort of educated argument or debate and it really isn't me. I mean, like, I'm i I'm not really prepared to sit there and debate when the science is so accurate and clear mm. and this lady was, um, you know, just not listening to anything and so, yeah, well, I guess what took over there was this sort of basic instinct, which mm-hmm. was, you know, anger and and enrage yeah. about... Um, you know, this person just not hearing what I had to say and, and sort of like in a Māori sense we talk about ihi and wehi and, and sort of like this inner power and sort of force I guess mm. was coming bubbling to the surface and, and that's when the old uh, taringa whakarongo haka came out yeah.
0: there yeah so. dude well you know the thing is is that um, I'm trying to think about it as you saw it on the news and all that stuff and then like the next day you still had to get up and go to work yeah. and do stuff. Yeah. And I think that's what's missing. We think that's the end of the film and the credits roll. <laughs> you know, that's the bit on Wikipedia. Yeah. But it's like, no, this is many different things and and we'll probably look back at certain times and say, you know, the thing I did there was awesome. Eh, I could have used some guidance in that one. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to, uh, you know… Um, make up who we are at, like, 20 and stick yep. to that. Like, I don't want to. Mm. I want to be able to uh, make a mistake and and, and learn from that. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I guess I'm not saying you made a mistake. I'm just saying, like, mm. those are all things that I want you to do and to be able to do so that, you know, we can all just, I don't know, I'm probably getting a bit lost anyways. No, no I mean…
1: um It's an interesting um, discussion, this idea of failure and um, making mistakes, right? I mean, we're part of a society that discourages people from making mistakes. We actually punish you if you make a mistake. And this is – I'm talking about young people. When do we start encouraging people to make mistakes or, more importantly, learn from mistakes? So identify a mistake, share it with others, tell them you've made a mistake – Figure out what the learning points are from it, and and move on to be a better person or better at whatever that whatever that particular uh, activity you you are involved in. And you know, like I'm in this uh, digital health entrepreneurship yeah. enterprise space, and it's an in innovative space. Uh, and and then we talk about you know being uh, failing fast and learning quickly. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about embracing failure as one step closer to success. And yeah. um, you know, the Google X's of the world talk about the, the 99 failed attempts to get the, the one, you know, um, prototype out of their lab that works and, and everyone views that as one step closer to success, not um, another failure that demoralizes people. And I just think there's an opportunity for us to, you know, tell our especially our younger generation and ourselves yep. that mistakes aren't um,
0: something we should hide or run from dude and i just overwhelmingly think people don't talk about that enough Mm. you know so i think it makes sense it's not like we're focusing on bad stuff we're Mm. saying that bad stuff's necessary or Mm. failure is necessary you know you'd never would we couldn't walk if you didn't fall over right you just you know it's like even, even like you talk about the uh um the amount that didn't go right for one thing to go right that's exactly what happens with like you know like sperm and that like most yep. of them fail yeah only one gets it yeah and and i just think we should ma- like you say embrace that yep. not aim for that but just know you know you're going after that the, the, to be the best you can be and yep. along the way you know you have to you have to fall over yeah and and yeah
1: so. and i mean um you know when you talk about you know we only learn to walk because we uh we we make snakes and fall over. And it's mm. those scrapes on the knees and those bruises that remind us where to put our, our foot next time yeah, to be bam. more careful. And and my, my grandmother, and everyone has a great grandmother story, <laughs> her, her proverb and message to me was, a lesson bought is better than a lesson taught mm. as long as that lesson is not bought too dearly. Bam. So what that means is it's best that we – we learn at our own expense a lesson. Then someone coming to me and saying you shouldn't do this because I may have I may have learnt this way mm. um, because it, we don't have that same investment because yeah. we you know sometimes the costs that we um, we endure uh, through the mistakes we've made are the things that burn in our mm. minds and our memories and our hearts are why we won't do that again. Now my life is littered with mistakes. My life is littered with having made the wrong decisions and failed and those are probably and we talked about this before people who have come through hard times mm. and some of those hard times are through their own mistakes yeah uh actually uh, those those are the things that are their greatest assets mm. and so like I I say to people often I've made mistakes I have learned from those some I wouldn't change what I've done in the past uh, for anything, because these are these. This has been a very useful education for me, and I'm going to make more mistakes in the future. And I look, I'm only the only
0: um, commitment and promise I have to make to myself is to make sure I learn from them. We're going to wrap up because there's a lot of hope, and I want people out there to know that this is, you know, this is the feeling that life is. Uh, it seems so logical that you have to make mistakes but that doesn't mean it's easy that doesn't mean we're going to all nail it that doesn't mean we're all going to win you know we are all just on this journey and and the good thing is I think we're all on it together well we're obviously all on it together because we're living simultaneously and and uh, there's something cool in that there's something really scary about not knowing the answer but there's something you know very comforting about knowing that everyone in their own way is just trying to like get through the next one minute you know the next two minutes and yep. and some are toughing it uh, more than others um, but ironically you know I keep hearing about really successful people being unhappy mm. so even on that mm. scale of things where you think having yeah. the gold watch and the bling yeah. bling yeah. you know you're just as unhappy it's like yep. somewhere somewhere in the middle okay yep. the final question I want to ask every guest and I'll ask you this because the podcast is called Please Blow My Mind so <laughs> I'm trying to think about uh, asking the guests one thing in their life where your mind got blown. Now, what I mean by that is you can't see the world the same way after that happened. Mm. Do you have like a moment where um, something changed your outlook on life It literally blew your mind?
1: Mm. Yeah, look, I, I sort of have to... Probably come back to an event which is quite a traumatic event, actually. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was a, I was a doctor working in, in the far north and I was called to look after a really critically unwell two year old child who had been brought into the ED mm. and the recess room. And this child was um, very, very unwell and unstable. And I, me and the doc, other doctor and nurses, we spent a long time trying to look after this child maybe an hour and a half, 45 minutes, and uh, we have asking what the story was, what caused this child to be so unwell to the parent who um, couldn't tell us uh, accurately what happened. Uh, helicopter arrived, took the child to Starship Hospital, and the child died about half an hour later in a CT scanner. And what actually had happened was this child had been murdered, essentially. And um, I know it's a bit of a, a morbid thing to talk about, but when you ask about something that mm. had a profound effect on me, um, I was up close and personal with uh, the greatest and most tragic outcome of of a society that doesn't ensure we protect our children, yeah, and doesn't guarantee that we protect our children. And I'm not just saying we as our as parents, but also we as a society that mm. ensures that. We're not allowing parents to get so stressed that they would take out their rage on a defenceless two-year-old yeah. child, which is what happened in this case. Mm. I don't believe this—the uh, parent who murdered this child—was a murderer. I believe this parent was a person who was unsuch, under such significant stress, uh, probably driven by, you know, not enough money, significant relationship issues, mm. driven by substance abuse, a uh, sense of hopelessness, and. You know, we have to own all that as a yeah. society, and I—I I was my life changed from that moment for lots of reasons. I had a—I had a child who was the same age at that time, mm. and I was—I um, was profoundly affected by trying to care for and not being able to save a, a child of the same age as my child. Mm. And I—I I actually, from that time to now, I realised that I wanted to give other children in New Zealand the same opportunities of being loved and cared for, I guess, and protected as my own children. Yep. And I, and from that time to now, I've been deeply committed to looking at solving these big issues mm-hmm. of um, that affect children. Now, I'm not saying I'm trying to solve child poverty yep. or... You know the significant um, uh, debt and, and po- financial problems that a lot of parents or people live in, or mm. or substance abuse. But I'm I'm trying to make a commitment in some way to really prevent another child like that um, uh, dying in the hands of another doctor.
0: Dude, you're being a superhero. You're carrying the burden and sharing it with everyone you know and and that's i think that's how we make steps forward we have to first understand that it's very hard and and thank you for sharing a moment that you know you would think Tell me a blind, a mind blowing moment. It'll be some, you know, amazing experience. No, this mm. was a, a very deep internal one. And I don't mm. know, it seems like it could be a, a sad um, moment to end on, but mm. I feel incredibly hopeful mm. that it's giving you the right um, power you need to go on, right? Because we're ice skating yep. uphill. and We well,
1: need a super cape. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think why it blew my mind is, um, it will. It's given me this tank, a uh, never-ending tank of energy to continue to do mm-hmm. what I'm doing, and so in a way, yeah, you're going up uphill with ice skates, but um, you know, it's there's a really important goal and yeah. objective at the top of that hill, and so uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, like it, it's it's a it's a bit of a downer, but it's also you know it's a, it was the thing, it's the thing that inspires me yeah. to continue on.
0: I think it's very fitting for this conversation, uh, Lance. Thanks, man, for being an awesome guest and for opening up, and you know, Choo-choo. for us just uh, chatting. And I'm sure people now go on and they'll want to follow you and do all that stuff. So uh, is there anything you want to plug or, you know, just kind of last thought to people watching? What should they do? What mm. do you want them to do? If someone was going to say, hey, man, thank you for sharing those moments. I'll do you a solid. What's, you know? Yeah,
1: hey, well, I think, look, this is my first time at podcast mm-hmm. and um, I've survived it. I've probably, you know, <laughs> made a, f- <laughs> <laughs> a few years, but at the end of the day, uh this is about having a conversation yeah. i mean like i i think if for nothing else it's uh you know unveiled to everyone some thoughts about mm. someone like me and um there's huge value in in uh me someone like me sharing some of these thoughts and look i think also reflecting on how this is um received by people yeah. you know Will, i think uh You know, it's uh, it's it'll be very interesting, and I'll be following it with interest. And yeah,
0: awesome. All right, team. I hope you enjoyed the chat, and we'll see you next time. Just quickly before I do my big ask, let me tell you a bit about me. My name is Will Fleming, and I'm almost thirty-eight years old. I love my family and my job as a video creator. I'm slowly turning into a grumpy old man who can't tolerate how society is being oversimplified and undercomplicated because people can't be bothered looking up and saying hi. Get off my lawn. So my plan is to have more awesome conversations with amazing people inside a caravan built in a mobile podcast studio and that's where I need your help. (sighs) So let me break down my big idea a little more. It's a mobile podcast live stream caravan. Imagine a road with a caravan. And inside that caravan on a road is a podcast studio with two beautiful people. You see, we don't need more clickbait, short-form, oversimplified chicken nugget-type content of one-size-fits-all. What we need is long-form, interesting content that that puts the human back into the internet. But I need your help. I need your help, bro. And it all starts by building this mobile studio. And thanks to the magic of dad science, I've worked out exactly what I need. I need... One million dollars. I need you to help donate what you can to raise $10,000 to buy an old caravan, do it up and invite you on a road trip of ideas that will blow your mind. The question I have is, will you back me up? Will you help me? If the answer is yes, yes, then please click on my give a little page and donate what you can to make this dream come true.
1: Just do it!
0: Okay, catch you later.